I'm recording. Hey, I'm James from Auto Amateur. All right. Um, all right. Welcome to... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hang on. I just realised this whole time you're coming through the speaker, you're not in my AirPods. Hey, I'm James from Auto Amateur. We, we, by the way, I think we should have this as a little end credit scene, but... And there's nothing I enjoy more than a night organising... Ah, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. All right, do, James, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop recording. I'm going to bloopers. I'm just going to start again, all right? So, yeah, mine, then yours, and then... Hey, I'm James from Auto Amateur. I like saying, let's go check it out, bragging about my clean garage and saying, garage. Or, in fact, you do Welcome to Curb and Canyon just at the end of yours, and then we'll go into the music. And there's nothing I enjoy more than a night organising my Carhartt t-shirt collection before retiring to the sofa to drink beer and watch old episodes of Neighbours. Hi, I'm Andy Gorns, and I'm an absolute nipple. Welcome to Curb and Canyon. Hey James. Hey Andy. How you doing? Just, just, I'm just hitting pause for a second. This, this whole you in Minnesota, me in Melbourne thing, it makes the hey, let's try this on the next episode thing really kind of tricky, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it really does. All's good in the world. My car's back up and running. That's that's all I care about. <sighs> Dear, but like you say, your car is back. It's back, dude. Yeah, it's back. It's on the road. It's working. The transmission hasn't yet fallen out, so it's it's all good. I've done 80 miles in it. Now, last time I did five, and it all fell apart, so I'm feeling pretty confident this time. Okay. I was going to say, when you said 80 miles and you delivered that as though that was an impressive stat, I, I was going to say, wow, dude. But, yeah, right, because last time it, it shat itself after five. Yeah, it did. It just like completely fell apart and now it's all back together. Um, I've spent the past couple of days doing a little bit of wrenching. Uh, I've still got some stuff to do before I go to the uh, to the Rocky Mountains. But, um, Matt, you know, driving it back from the dealership, having had this sat in my garage for the past two years or 18 months, I was really excited. But at the same time, I just sort of forgotten how small the cabin is in the 996 yeah. compared to my 991. And um, the, that sort of changed the priorities a little bit for me as to what I wanted to work on. Instead of changing the control arms and doing a few things with the suspension, uh, I immediately ripped out the center console and put the GT3 delete in, which has given me loads more knee room. And I put uh, these extended rails underneath the driver's seat, which have given me another four inches of legroom. And yeah. it's fantastic. I mean, it still feels small, but it's drivable now. And I'm not terrified of doing three or 4,000 miles in a week around the Rockies in it like I was before, because I was, I was feeling almost like it was a bit of a clown car, you know? <laughs> you were going to drive with your head out of the sunroof? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So I think um, you know maybe maybe next time I'm I go, I go for a nine nine two. I think I think that's where I'm leaning right now actually. Well, so I guess it's interesting, isn't it? Because given that you'd only driven it, as you just said, five miles before it it it, it fell to pieces last time, you've probably not had that much of an opportunity to spend time in that cabin and to work out that, as you say, if you're going to be driving it however many thousand miles to the Rockies, you've got to be comfortable, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm thinking back to the last two trips I did to uh, Tale of the Dragon. 
in the 991, it was an absolute breeze. And I did it twice last year. Prior to that, I did the same trip in my 997. And as comfortable as that was over the 996 that I had before that, I was still kind of glad when it was over. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think I'm going to love driving this thing around the Rockies, but when I get home, I think it's going to be time to sell it and move on to the next one. The 991, I, I think, is a particularly comfortable cabin. I think there's a level of refinement that they brought to that model that you know just hadn't been there previously. And yeah, that's a that's a really lovely place to spend to spend a few days. But you know, so I'm thinking about my my next car and. I talked a little bit about this last time and I've been talking a lot about online, but I configured this beautiful 992 in blue and with, with stripes on and all that sort of good stuff. Um, and I'm thinking, do I go GT3? Do I go, do I go turbo? If I do, then I'm going to have to look at the 991. Yeah. If I want to look at the 992 generation, I'm probably going to have to stick with the Carrera or the S. Um, but then, you know, I go ahead and start looking at other variants, like the Cayman. Yeah. And, okay, now, that is going to be a pretty cramped cabin for someone like me. Could, could, you, do, could you do a Cayman? Have you, have you sat in one? I've sat in a 986, and it was a joke. It was an absolute <laughs> joke. It, like, you had to use a, a shoehorn to get me in and out of there. Yeah. Um, it was really uncomfortable. And especially with three guys all in fits of giggles, taking videos of me trying to get in and out. That was just not helping the situation. But I, I, I'm guessing I'm guessing that, that like the newer 718s are slightly bigger than they were previously, but I don't know. I don't know how much how much space they're gonna get. But the more I've been looking into the Cayman, and then of course I'm looking at the GT4, the GT4 RS over the past few days has been just absolutely blowing my mind. I think I think we need to spend some time talking about that. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> that is that really is the car that set the internet on fire over the past week, isn't it? It's just uh, I'm trying to think of a car in the last five or so years that has launched, had all of the videos drop with all of the reviews from all the journalists we know and love, and just been so universally loved across the board. I, I can't find a single a single review that's not just resoundingly positive. I every video I watch on this car, I want it. And so much so, I kid you not, I've never re- I've ne- I've always said I'll never sell my 964. I'd never sell little green. But I've I've been considering it. I've been thinking could I do it to have that car cuz you yeah. know Stephen Sutcliffe said it in his video it's it's kind of it seems to be one of those once in a generation kind of cars. Yeah, yeah, and and for a car with with the engine it has, with the power that it has, with all of the refinements, it's it's not as expensive as you think it might be. No, I mean it's still an expensive car, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it it doesn't come close to being as expensive as a a nine nine two turbo or a GT three or a, a Touring. No, um, it's 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 within the realm of of. Uh, affordability i think for a lot of porsche enthusiasts and i've all, always said that you know if you want a porsche or at least whenever i've thought about getting a porsche it's got to be the 911 you know that, that's the that's the car that most people associate with the brand but in this case 
it has a 911 engine in it. It's got the it's got the four liter flat six GT3 engine, right? So it's not it, it's not like you're straying too far away from from Porsche's roots in the 911 because you've you've still got the brain, you've still got the 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 power inside the car. It's, it's just the chassis that's a little bit different. So you know how 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 uh, how far away do you have to steer away from you know your your dream of the 911? It's it's still pretty close to home. Yeah, and and you know I've I've. I personally have never felt that way. I I, I feel like there's um, I, I didn't love the the early generation Caymans, but certainly since the nine eight one, I've been a real fan. I I really really like them, and part of the reason being that if you look at Porsche's strategy over the past ten years, it's been to gradually uh, step by step refine the nine eleven more and more. Um, and as the size of all other cars on the road have have grown, so too is the 911 to the point where it is a big car. And you know, I've said before, I sold my 991 partly because I felt, for me and the, the driving I do, I just felt it was a bit big. Whereas the the Cayman is that that perfect size, and. <sighs> I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because if you look at the reviews on the GT3, there are, you know, everyone loves it, but there's certainly some criticisms around it. There are some criticisms around ride quality. There's some criticisms. Um, I think Harry, Harry's Garage, he talked a lot about it tramlining, um, that it's just too uncompromising for the road. Whereas, you know, the thing that seemed to come through um, on everything I've read and, and watched on the GT4 RS is that it has this incredible uh, ability on on a circuit, but it's still resoundingly comfortable and easy to drive on, on the road. And, you know, you've got an engine that's revving to 9,000 RPM, 493 horsepower. The sound with those intakes, <sighs> like if, if yeah. you got in that car and – didn't if you were driving that car and thinking, "Gee, maybe I should have got a 911." I someone needs to just rip your arms out of their sockets and slap you to death with them. Surely, <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean, just from the videos I've seen, and, and you know, the, the, the sound of the engine, it, it's very diff- difficult to create a true representation. Hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. You and I try and do it all the time, right? But but even so. Watching some of the guys track that car, um, some of the journos tracking that car. Hey, journo, I'm talking like an Australian. Journalists there tracking that car. Um, the sound, the sound coming through is 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 absolutely incredible. The the, the one thing I'm I'm a little suspicious of is is really just how good it is on the road because I've got a friend who owned a GT4 and sold it within six months because of how uncomfortable it was on the road. Really? Now, to be fair, he had, yeah, and to be fair, I think he had, um, he had PASM, which makes it a little stiffer, I guess, if you turn it on. Uh, And he also had the carbon fiber bucket seats, right? Yep, Yep. And so you put those two things together, a slightly stiffer suspension, those Bucket seats, which really don't offer anything in the way of comfort. They just try and hold you and grip you in when you're going on the track. Okay, maybe that's not going to be very comfortable on the road. Um, And, you know, he wasn't a big guy either. So if the GT4 isn't very comfortable, I'm imagining the GT4 RS isn't 
any more comfortable. Because it's certainly true with the 991. I've, I've driven a GT3 and a GT3 RS, and yeah. the RS was much louder, much harder, much much more raw, and certainly less comfortable than the GT3. Yeah. I guess it depends really what you want, doesn't it? And And... I mean, I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine this week that gradually over time with our own cars, we have modified them to the point where they're perhaps um, a little less well-rounded than they once were. You know, my 964 used to be a, a really easy, enjoyable car to daily drive anytime I wanted to, whereas now it's it's not. I've got to slow down for speed humps and stuff like that because it's, it's so low and um, it's very much now designed as a car to go in the twisties and it does that job incredibly well. And so yeah, I wonder I wonder as you say with the with the GT4 RS if it is going to be slightly uncompromising, but like I say the the reports so far seem to be resoundingly positive even even with respect to its road manners and um the one I watched was uh of course Henry Catchpole as you know I'm a big fan and he drove it from he drove like two, two or three days. Drove back to, back to Weissach in the in the car, and he got to the end of that trip, having driven some insane roads. And he said, "You know the the question that I would ask myself with respect to whether or not I I really like this car is, if I could go back and do this whole trip again right now, would I? And yes, I would. So he kind of gotten too beat up." Mind you, I think that I think those carbon those carbon buckets are I think the only option. I don't think you can option it with like the eighteen way comfort seats. Oh, really? Okay. I don't, I don't think Non-starter so. Non-starter for think so. Uh, big bulky James. Yeah, you're not a fan of those seats, huh? Oh my god, dude! No, I, I drove um, I drove my friend AJ's uh, GT3 RS from his shop in Minneapolis to my house, which is about I don't know ten fifteen miles. By the time I'd gotten home. I was almost deafened by the exhaust. And it, I like loud exhaust. His exhaust was straight piped, and it was just Ooh, yeah, that's, unbelievable. That's loud. By the time I got back to the shop, right, and then by the time I got back to the shop, I was doing a round trip. My hips, my ass was, <laughs> I was just in so much pain. I got out of that car, and I was like, that's it. I know. I never want a GC3 RS if that's what it feels like. Yeah, and yeah. hopefully I could, if I ever got a car like that, I'd option it with proper seats. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, this is this is maybe a really silly thing to get excited about. But for me, I'm just really glad that the Cayman fans out there have finally been given the same kind of level of attention and treatment that the 911 enthusiasts have, have gotten. Like we've had three major generations of the GT3 now that since the 996 um, over for, for the Carreras for the 911. For the the oh. Caymans, it was huge when the GT4 first came out. But this is the I, th- I think it is at least this is the first RS trim for a Cayman so far, and and that's now been around for almost twenty years, I guess, just less than twenty years. I think that's really special. No, I feel I like agree. all of those people that have been passionate for the Caymans for so long, it's like it's finally paid off. Yeah, no, hundred percent, and 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 you're, you're spot on. It is the first RS trim, and. It answers the question that has been posed since the Cayman launched, which is, hey, what if Porsche put the 911 engine in this car? What if they what if they gave it that ability? Because the concern obviously has always been that were they to do it, 
um, it's entirely possible that the Cayman could then outperform the Big Daddy, the 911. And that's, you know, from a brand hierarchy perspective, that's a problem, right? And, you know, for Porsche, uh, the 911 is the halo car. And it's always been a worry that if you if you overpower the 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 Cayman that it becomes the car. So certainly, I mean, if you yeah. if you want to get you know into the into the minutiae of Nurburgring lap times and the like, the GT3 is still quicker. Um, and I think that largely comes down to aero. I watched some interesting side by side between the GT3 and um, the GT4 RS, and it just looked like in some of those corners the the driver was having to fight the the Cayman just that little bit more. Mind you, they, mm. they're taking corners at like 230 kilometers an hour, so it's not it's not an experience we would ever have. <laughs> yeah. um, but it does. It's it's answered that old question of. If you put a 911 engine in the in the Cayman, or in fact, let me rephrase that: if you put the GT3 engine in the Cayman, what would it be like? And seemingly, it's a it's an amazing thing because um, I think I think it's an interesting time, isn't it? I, I think part of this, to me, I don't know what your take on this is, but since they've been saying that the next generation Cayman is going to go fully electric. This just feels like it's kind of a GT department swan song for the naturally aspirated, yeah. you know, petrol-driven Cayman. Maybe, yeah, maybe. And and I, I know we're expecting the fully electric Cayman, but at the same time, uh, they are going to reintroduce the naturally aspirated engine with the nine nine two dot two. There's going to be a, an NA engine available where now they're all turbocharged, apart from the GT three. Is that right? Um, but they're, they're going to, yeah, I, I heard that rumor. They're going to int- reintroduce that in the next wow. range. And uh, Porsche are committed to the naturally aspirated engine, you know, for the next however many years. Uh, so I, I think that, uh, I don't know, it's it's so difficult to say. But like like we talked about previously, I feel like we're at this, this sort of like crossroads. And it, it's almost like we're at multiple crossroads because you've got the yeah. strategy for the Cayman. And you've got the introduction of, of uh, the EV Cayman, and now you've also got the RS. On the 911 side, there's all these questions around, is it going to be hybrid? Are they going to go and offer hybrids as well as naturally aspirated? They're still going to be putting out the turbocharged engine. But when will the 911 go into EV territory? And then we've got the sort of rumors of hypercars. And then we've got Porsche announcing they're going to be uh, taking... Their electric, is it Mission? Mission E. What was it? It's not Mission E. That was. I thought it was. It's now, but it's now Mission G. Uh, is it? I don't know. Whatever it was, there's a there's a new mission basically to take <laughs> Porsche electric racing to the next level. <laughs> Maybe it's Mission R. I don't know. It's it's some kind of mission. But it, it, you know, all these things are happening just when you know the cynics might say this is the sort of the height of the supercar era and it's only downhill from here and this is the height of the the the, the petrol fueled engines and it's only downhill from here there's just so much on the on the immediate horizon with with Porsche and presumably with other brands that I think it's a really exciting time to be an enthusiast oh no i i, I agree 100% i think um you know i think i think the um uh, internal combustion engine's still got a way to go yet, and we've seen photos, spy photos of the of the hybrid 911 being tested. Um, 
as an enthusiast, I, I'm okay with the notion of hybrid technology in these cars. I mean, they've used it in the 918. It's it's they use it in F in F1. It right. makes a whole lot of sense, right? Yeah, I mean, the fact I, I remember talking to Lee Sibley about this when I, I first um, when I first heard about the the notion of a, a of a hybrid 911. I honestly turned my nose up at it and thought, what? But he explained to me yeah. like, well, what about the 918? And just just. Think about the performance of the 918, how it looks, how it's you know it's 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 one of the it's one of the most highly sought after yeah. and collectible Porsches yeah. ever produced. Hell yeah, it, I'll take a hybrid 911. Sure, yeah, give me 100, percent 100. percent And look to to your point, I think you're right. Whatever. As we stand at this intersection, and like you say, there seem to be a lot of different roads converging at the one intersection. It's not just a crossroads, that's for sure. But as we stand at this, it is an exciting time. You've got what can hybrid technology bring to these cars, and then you've got the GT department at at, at Porsche being given their head and, and, hey, you know what? Yep, throw the GT3 engine in a Cayman. Let's, let's do that too. There just seems to be this... Um, I don't know, abundance of positivity coming out of Porsche that they're just going to throw things at the wall and see what sticks. And, and, you know, us as enthusiasts, we're the beneficiaries of that. Not that we're buying any of it, you and me, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm looking out the window at my 996 and thinking, yeah. oh, poor little fucker. <laughs> so so just, to, just to circle back, because you, you were talking before about the 992, Um I remember when I drove the S. I mean, that is a – it's funny how we get so excited about – and I've said this in a video when I had my 991. We get so excited about the GT cars and all this stuff. You get in a Carrera S or even a even a base Carrera in this 992 gen, man, it's got everything you need and there's, there's no yeah. shortage of performance. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. In fact, even this morning, I was out shooting a couple of videos. With my friend Chris, he was behind me in his 991 Turbo, which is looking epic right now. He's he's done a bunch of mods to it. Um, and there I am in front of him in my little 996 Carrera 2 with its its second engine and its, and its third transmission. And I yeah. was ripping it. I was still sitting there in the seat, f- throwing it down from first to second to third and, and just thinking... Oh yeah. my goodness, this is amazing! Yeah. Like, wow, this is a 911 experience, and it's nothing. Ex- it's nothing super expensive. It's nothing fancy. It's just a Carrera, but it's yeah, it's amazing. It's I think we we often lose sight about that, especially as enthusiasts that talk about all of these yeah. you know, super super cars and all the ridiculously expensive trims. You can have just as much fun in a fifteen or twenty thousand dollar Boxster or 911 than you can in a car that's worth 10 times as much. Oh, absolutely. And and it's funny as well because there's a, you know, the the phrase that always comes up in these conversations is, you know, slow car fast and all that sort of stuff, right? Uh, I don't know. I was I was driving with friends on the weekend and I was thinking this this isn't slow car fast. This is fast car fast. Like it's this this dream that yeah. oh yeah it feels kind of quick because you're in an old car and that just amplifies everything it does a hundred percent but I was thinking if I go spearing off the road right now I'm not walking away like we're going quick <laughs> yeah totally absolutely 
But I had exactly the moment you were just talking about. We were this. We've got this this stretch of road near us. That's it's kind of our go to. We, we don't drive it as often as we should, but it's called Reefton Spur, and it is. It, it looks kind of like Tale of the Dragon from what I've seen, but maybe a little tighter, a little more technical. And we were we were driving that road, and then you basically go up a mountain and then back down the mountain. And at the top of the mountain, you have to traverse across it for a while. And I latched onto a couple of my friends who are who are usually quicker than me, um, and and thought I'm going to try and stick with these guys for a bit. And there was this moment where I just thought. I can't believe this car can do this. I just can't believe it can do this. I can't believe it can go around a corner that fast. Um, yeah, they're incredible things, incredible. So let, let's talk about dream cars again then, and th- this is an unfair question, but <laughs> if you had the choice, brand new spec GT4 RS or brand new spec 992 GT3, the, uh, the only thing making me hesitate Right, because I, I, honestly, I'd, I'd say GT4 RS. The only thing making me hesitate is the manual gearbox option on the GT3, because um, that would that I, mm. I that in itself makes for a pretty compelling proposition. But do you know what? I've said to my friends time and time again that in the current crop of uh, uh, Porsche options, um, that the Cayman platform is probably the most the best suited to the driving we do i reckon i'm going to say gt4 rs how about you oh um i think as they both stand off the production line it would have to be the 911 gt3 not not just because it's the the model i've always sought after but just practically it's better for me if if the cayman was bigger if the Cayman had the same cabin space as the 911, I think I, at this point in time, I'd actually go GT4 RS. I, yeah, I'd happily yeah. try one out. I'd, yeah. def- I'd go for it. Yeah. Well, it's all hypothetical, isn't it? Back to your 996 and my 964. It is all hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what is funny, isn't it? Because you still get those those comments there. Well, there's a thread on on the Porsche forum here in, in Australia which talks about values of 964s and up until recently, every oh, I don't know every page or so on the thread, you'd have someone chime in and say, "Why would you spend that kind of money on it? You could get a 996 GT3 for that kind of money." Now, subsequently, 996 GT3s have gone bananas, so you actually couldn't. But it's I don't think you can make the arguments around you could buy this instead of that because it's it's not just about stats and horsepower and technology it's about the feeling you get it's about the design of the car there's so many things that that add up to make a car something that 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 you love or that you respond to so yeah i don't even know where i was going with that you know when you start mate you know at the start of a point and you're like i tell you what i've got something good to say here and halfway through you're like i don't remember what i was where i was going with that Well, you know, it's it's early for you. Yeah. It's Saturday morning, yeah. right? And for me, yeah. it's Friday. It's been a long afternoon. I'm surprised it's... we're able to make any kind of sense of ourselves. I wanted to ask though, where's the fancy coffee? Um, here's the well, that's the remnants of said. So this is oh, this is my one. second one. Very so, nice. dude, where, where's have you got your big gulp? Um, I don't have my big gulp, but what I do have is a can of zero sugar A and W root beer 
from my father-in-law's <laughs> fridge, which is the only thing in there that he's got to eat. <laughs> Sorry, it's the only thing in there that he's got to drink. Um, I'm at my in-laws this afternoon uh, where there's no kids, you know, to disturb me while I'm making the pod. Nice. And uh, nice. they're away in Europe for the month. And, of course, their house is bare because they're not here and they haven't bought any stuff. Yeah. So it's either tap water or sugar-free A&W. And I think I probably should have gone for the water because this is not very nice. But, you know. I, you know, it's such an American thing to have in the fridge. I feel like I could go, I could knock on the doors of a 100 houses in my neighborhood and there would not be a single one with root beer in the fridge. Really? Nah. That's, nah maybe ginger beer. Is it the same thing? No. 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 Ginger beer so, is the taste of ginger. Root beer kind of tastes like... Root? No. <laughs> I tell you what... you know what root means in Australia, right? Uh, like rooting your girlfriend. Correct. <laughs> um, did, did you ever play, um, like, you know, like rugby or anything like that, where you use deep heat, you know, that kind of... Uh, deep heat, yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. the muscle rub? Yeah. So yeah. so root beer it tastes like deep heat. Dude, root beer tastes <laughs> like deep heat smells. It's really it's weird so to describe it that way. Um, wow, so it tastes it tastes like teenage ballsack. Yeah, it's basically like it, it it's like twelve sweaty men's ball sacks after rugby in a can. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Wow. There's the ad right there. <laughs> no. think that could be the that could be the ad for Kerbin Canyon. Kerbin Canyon. It's like twelve sweaty men's ball sacks after a game of rugby. <laughs> uh, on a hot day, and you're nine six four. I imagine it probably is. Yeah, it's funny because my 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 pal has nine six four also, and he's always talking about how his AC blows so cold that it's too cold, and it just every time he says it a little part of me dies and I just sort of want to punch him a little bit Um, (laughs) because mine does it. And I'm like, maybe I need to replace my AC. They're really expensive. I've had it regassed. I've done all that, but it doesn't, it blows cool. But the idea of it just blowing super cold is uh, that's, that's, that's very appealing to me. I like AC. So I actually, I do as well. It's like the one creature comfort I wouldn't do without. Um, I was driving a 996 yesterday and it was really cold and I discovered that my air conditioning works, but my heater doesn't work. I can't get, yeah, I can't get any hot air out of it. Oh, that's a miserable place to be. I remember when I took the heater blower motor off mine and there's a little relay bridge that you have to, you have to put in to basically trick the car into thinking it's still got the blower motor so that it'll run the dash fan. Okay. Um, Cause there's plenty of heat that comes off uh, the exhaust and the like. So you just, the dash fan blows that in and you got perfect heat. It's amazing, but you need to cheat it. And I hadn't done that. And I remember driving and it was winter and I was shaking while driving the car. <laughs> it was the most uncomfortable experience ever. I mean, I rarely need to put the heat on in any car, even in the winter, but uh, yesterday it was particularly cold in that car. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. no go, no heat. No. Hey, so we we touched on this a little bit before. I heard a rumor this week. It was texted uh, by Johnny Lieberman to Spike Ferriston saying uh, Porsche Hypercar 2023. Well, this is this has been rumored for a while, right? Wonder what this could be. 
Well, so what's a what's a hypercar to you? Because like supercar, sports car, hypercar, it they're all just amazing cars to me. Like what what is so the just marketing bullshit? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, what what I, is I, a hypercar? I don't know. I think it's like it's 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 the halo car that sits above the ones that they do every day. So, for example, I mean, I said earlier that the nine eleven was is is the halo car. I guess it is, but then you know, it's it's. In in Porsche world, it's it's the nine eighteen, it's the GT one, it's the Carrera GT. These cars with insane special engines. They're not necessarily a flat six. It might be a hybrid with a V eight, or it might be a V ten, okay. and it sits above anything else. So, what could it possibly be in? I mean, if they're going to announce it in twenty twenty three, I imagine that's a car we won't see until what. 25 26 is it going to be all electric well i think so i've done a little bit of searching and uh apparently there um apparently it's going to have a v8 engine it's going to be v8 um it's going to be probably fast as fuck (laughs) what it's going to need to be right um but no from what i understand i think it's going to be um a v8 engine it's going to be around 700 horsepower. Um, and it, it kind of looks like... It, it kind of looks like the Mission E was originally, but with a massive where's, where's spoiler this, on where, the back. Where's this reported? Where's this reported? This is on autocar.co.uk. And you can see it. They, they've, got a, they've got a photo with all of the camouflage on it. You need to go check it out. It... it from the front, it kind of looks a little bit like the original Mission E concept with a massive wing on the back. From the side, from the side, it kind of looks like the Homer Simpson car. <laughs> Did you ever see that episode <laughs> where Homer designed <laughs> the car for oh, Danny DeVito? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, I, just taking a look at that, and um, we should put the the link in the bottom of the pod. Um, that that seems to be at least what they're testing currently. And, and oh, that's well. Actually, do you know what? It's interesting you say that because, um, yeah, I've seen those renders. Actually, uh, look, uh, in terms of it being a V eight or whatever, I don't think anyone could possibly have that info yet, could they? Or not? Not at least with any sort of credibility. But, but the design, you're right. I think I think Lieberman said something about look to um, the Le Mans class. Yeah. So it yeah. kind of looks like some of those race cars. Anyway, who knows, right? But I. I I do like the idea, whatever it is, I I like the idea that they're working on cooking up something that's just, we want to show the world the absolute pinnacle of all we can do. And it doesn't have to be rear engine. We're not constrained by the 911 story. This car, whatever it is, whether it's a 918 or or anything else, it's all about something new. Yeah, I do see. Yeah, Supercar Blondie had she she dropped a video around the the nine nineteen is what it could be named. Uh, I've heard I've heard that or nine twenty. Anyway, this is all rumor and hearsay. Don't quote us on it. Don't comment and tell us we're knuckleheads. We already know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is all speculation. On it's all part. pure speculation. <laughs> no, but it, it, it really is exciting. Uh, and I've been I've been wondering for a while, like you know what. What's going to be the next, um, you know, sort of outrageous car that Porsche, Porsche brings to the market? And and I got to stand next to a 918 the other day, which just, oh, man, 
you know, seeing it, they are amazing. They really are. They, and this one was this one was uh, like GT Silver, and it had the acid green accents. You know, the yeah, brake calipers, yeah. the trim on the back, the inside. Um, again, carbon fiber bucket seats. So you you know, no, I'd rip those out and put some basic Carrera seats in. <laughs> <laughs> James shows up at the dealership. Listen, uh, I just want to make some modifications. Okay, sir, we don't uh, often make modifications to the 918, but what do you have in mind? Well, these are the seats from my 996. Uh, wonder, could, sorry, the chairs from my 996. Can we put them in? Yeah, here is my here is my two million dollar 918, and here are two five hundred dollar second hand 996 seats that I got off eBay. <laughs> Do you know, somebody actually said to me, one of my mates said to me, when you'd posted on Instagram all of your um, new prints from Drew, uh, someone messaged me and says, uh, he knows every one of those cars has Recaro pole positions in them. <laughs> I, you know what? I did not know that, but um, you can't see them in the photo. So if, if you can't see it, it so doesn't okay. exist. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> if a tree falls in the forest. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, where was I the other day? Somebody was talking about those seats, and I didn't have the heart to, to give my opinion about them. I don't remember, but somebody somebody the other day was talking about how much they like them, and they put them in their car, and you know what did I think of them? And I was like, uh huh, yeah. Oh, look, squirrel. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's move on. You, you know, I I'd be interested to see, and I'd invite all of our listeners to comment because I feel like you are. Way out on your own there, sunshine. Maybe it's not. Yeah, the, it's yeah. not. It's not the first time I've been out there, and it's probably not the last. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm just. I'm just one of those guys that just doesn't really care what people think about those sort of things. I have my opinions, and no, they fair. are what they are. You just. Yep. But, but, uh, fair enough. Which, do you know? I sat in a set of pole position. I sat in a pole position the other day, and I just thought it felt wrong, didn't it? Two things. I thought this is so good, and I thought James is so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that James, what an absolute prize-winning bellend. <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to quote Palpatine about a great many things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you know what we haven't talked about yet? What is our video of the week? Video of the week. Yes. I love this one. Did you watch this one? I did. I'm very impressed. Yeah. And again, another person yeah. that kind of is uh, making me feel bad about my life just because oh, the, yeah. this the video is... is so good. Yeah, yeah. So this comes from uh, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and say this right. I, I, I messaged him on Instagram. Uh, Jonas Child uh, and, and his videos, check him out on YouTube. He's only got a couple, but they're just – Really beautifully crafted, and this particular one—he's uh, got one featuring his 964. He's got one. He's got man three really gorgeous air-cooled cars. Let's say that right off the bat. Yeah. He's got one video featuring his 964, one featuring his 32 Carrera, and this is in his 911 SC. It is so good, beautiful. I love, and he, he's got, I don't know how he got away with this, because, you know, we talk about music a lot on this channel, and he's got he's got the Rolling Stones in this video, and it's just this, like, late afternoon cruise in this gorgeous air-cooled 911 SC. It just, I don't know, I just watch it, and it just makes me just want to go and drive, and not one of those belting through the hills kind of 
tear the wheels off your car sorts of drive, yeah. but just the afternoon cruise where, uh, you know what, I sometimes do it on a Saturday afternoon where I drive to the 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 bottle shop or I guess you'd call it the liquor store um, the and I've got shop. this little, you hear the bottle shop, the bottle-o, and uh, I've got this little kind of route that I always drive. It's nothing particularly exciting, but windows down, late afternoon sun, and his video I think just captures that kind of moment that vibe just so beautifully yeah yeah so jonas congrats congratulations video of the week you know i was filming um i was shooting a video today with my friend chris uh we did one about his car and one about my car and um he was like your friend andy he really does make some fantastic content i'm like "Uh uh-huh yeah, I, I, I feel a slap coming on here. Come on, <laughs> so no, 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 no. You're set up. I can smell it coming a mile away. I was like, uh huh, yeah, awesome. Uh, all right, let me just concentrate on this. And then you know, like a few seconds pass by, and he's like, yeah, he just has this way of like crafting these really amazing shots. I'm like, uh huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely <laughs> putting me off my game. And so now. Now I've got all this footage that I took this morning and I'm just going to put together the same old lame-ass video with my drone shots and the, the stills. And I just know that before I've even started, it's not going to be as nice, pretty looking as yours. Why do I bother? Why do I bother, Andy? Which, but you could have easily just said to him, yeah, well, you know, I guess when you take six months to make a video, it can look pretty nice. <laughs> <sighs> what do we say? Is that a pod? That's a pod. All right, my friend. You have a great week. Everybody, thank you for your continued support and for listening. You can find Andy at Last Rasp on Instagram and YouTube. And I am James at Auto Amateur. See you in the next one. Thanks, gang. See ya. <laughs>